What's going on, RB? Welcome to Red Zone Radio. It is great to be here. Great to have you. Just reminded us in Red Zone Radio on the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that you get your podcast. All right. So, wow. Big news developing in Cleveland. Last night, Baker Mayfield on his social media puts out a thank you to Cleveland. Um, Cleveland fans, I, I'll read a part of it here really quick on Baker Mayfield's Instagram. Uh, really quick, it says, Cleveland, the past four years have been nothing short of truly life-changing since I heard my name called in the draft to go to Cleveland. This is not a message with a hidden meaning. This is strictly to thank the city of Cleveland for embracing my family and me. We have made many, many memories and shared growing in the process through all the ups and downs. I have no clue what happens next, which is the meaning behind the silence. I have had during the duration of this process. I can only control what I can, which is trusting God's plan throughout this process. I have given this franchise everything I have. That is something I've always done at every stage and every level. And that will not change wherever I take my next snap. Whatever happens, I just want to say thank you to the fans who truly embraced who I am and the, meta- and the mentality that aligns so well with this city, with this city's hardworking people. Cleveland will always be a part of Emily and my story, of Emily and my story. And we will always be thankful for the impact it has had and will have in our lives. Sincerely, Baker Reagan Mayfield. All right. So let's just kind of break this down here. Obviously a very classy um, act by Baker Mayfield. But, look, I think we all kind of got to realize this fact. Um, whether Deshaun Watson goes to Cleveland or not, I think it's pretty clear that the Browns are looking to move on from Baker Mayfield. And here's why. Not just because of that statement. Obviously, that statement is a huge domino. But let's just talk about some other things real quick. What about the fact that they released Rashad Higgins, who was Baker's favorite target, and Jarvis Landry, who was one of Baker's favorite targets? Both of those guys, they're planning on releasing Austin Hooper later today, I I think I saw. But both of those guys are Baker's, some of Baker's favorite guys, some of Baker's favorite people. Um, you, you know, there, there's favorite route runners, his favorite players, his favorite, uh, just in general, you know, people that he loves throwing the ball to. Um, and for whatever reason, they released him. So I think it's pretty clear. The receivers are no no longer built around Baker Mayfield. He sent out this letter. They've been in talks with Deshaun Watson. You know, it, nothing's official, but I think it's pretty clear that they're going to move on from Baker Mayfield. Now, is this the right move? Look, this is what I would say. Baker Mayfield has kind of had a a wild NFL career, right? Four years, I'm saying that. He's only been in the league four years. He's had crazy ups and downs. Like, he wins... Uh, when when he was playing his first year, he breaks the record for most touchdown passes as a rookie. He's had multiple different head coaches, and, and let's be honest, he he's the most stable quarterback the Browns has, have had in a long time. And so that's where I, where you really got to give Baker 
his 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 due diligence is the fact that look he became he was a number one overall pick and look he didn't have he, he I don't think Cleveland ended the way that he wanted to end obviously and 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 it's it's kind of been rough but let's just be honest about this fact uh as a number one overall pick obviously I think they were hoping Baker Mayfield to Cleveland and Cleveland with Baker Mayfield. I think this was a mutual feeling, obviously, that they were hoping that they could keep him his whole career and everything would work out fine. Um, and, and, you know, that just wasn't the case. And sometimes that's just how it is. So, sometimes, uh, I, and I, I, it's not that I don't think Baker Mayfield can, can't be a franchise quarterback. I absolutely believe he can be. I think he's proven he is one. I mean, look, brought the Browns to a playoff. And, and this is one thing I will say about Baker Mayfield. That that Patrick Mahomes can't say, Tom Brady can't say, uh, you know, Russell Wilson can't say. He brought the Browns to a playoff victory over the Steelers in Heinz Field, and I know it was a COVID year, but whatever. Uh, I mean, do you, the significance of that after you know twenty plus years of the Browns just being beaten up by the Steelers. The significance of the drought that they had not going to the playoffs leads them to the playoffs, leads them to an uh, victory over the Steelers, and that's some that that is a you know you know that's a uh, that's a that's a trophy that not many people can say they have, you know, not many people in the history of the sport can say they have. Um, the other thing I'll say is look. He's going to go to a team and potentially in the NFC because you can listen, you could say whatever you want about Baker Mayfield, but here's the reality of it. You put him in the NFC right now, I could, you can make the argument top five, top six quarterback in the NFC. I don't think that's out there. Who? Here, okay, this is probably who, if he goes to the NFC, this is who I'd probably put over him, right? You'd put Tom Brady, um, you'd put Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you put Matthew Stafford. You know, I, I'd put Kyler Murray. Um, but outside of those, uh, outside of those three, I, I you know, I'd probably, I, I probably would put Jimmy Garoppolo. But the thing is, we don't know where he's going to be at. But for the sake of argument, we'll keep him with San Francisco for now. Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. Well. I I don't know I don't know if I'd put anybody else in the NFC above him. Now I'm a Carson Wentz person, um, but but Baker Mayfield has had the better years the past couple years, uh, so you can make argument Baker's ahead of Carson Wentz. Uh, you know Dak Prescott is great. It, you know he's he's a little bit of a he, he's a better athlete probably, but uh, look, it's not like e- even if you can make the argument Dak's the better quarterback. Depending on what team Baker goes to, it's not like it's not like he, Dak's gonna have the better team. I mean, Dallas is losing pieces left and right over there. So this idea that you know uh, Baker Mayfield, if I'm the Browns, not if I'm the Browns, but if I'm a team in the NFC and I and I, and I get Baker Mayfield, um, I was NFL Network. A lot of people were suggesting uh, the Seattle Seahawks. I thought about it for a second. I'm like, you know what? That makes pretty good sense. That that, that makes actually pretty good sense because. 
you know, the prob- the headache would come when you're faced Kyler twice a year, Matthew Stafford twice a year, and Kyle Shannon twice a year. But we don't know what the 49ers QB situation is. Uh, and the rest of the NFC is not stacked and loaded. It's, it's just simply, and Baker Mayfield, who healthy is a good quarterback, is young. You don't have these young guns, you know, these young quarterbacks in the NFC like you do in the AFC. Do you know what the, the main difference is between the AFC and the NFC? It's not just the quarterback talent. It's the age gap. Meaning, all these quarterbacks in the AFC, barring an injury or barring a ton of trades, and obviously that's a huge thing that could happen because you just saw all the NFC quarterbacks that could take in the AFC, and it could happen again in a couple years. But barring a bunch of trades and barring injuries, that's a loaded conference, like like loaded conference for the next five years or so at least, at minimum. And by the way, we don't. if Deshaun Watson does go to Cleveland, that's another team got to deal with. I just saw... Uh, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, but uh, these all these edge rushers, are, <laughs> they're all going to the AFC. Um, Chandler Jones, we'll talk about that in a little bit, went to the Raiders. Uh, Derek Carr's another guy you got to deal with. Zadarius Smith uh, signed with the Ravens. So you're talking about edge rushing talent and quarterback talent, arguably the two most important positions in football, all stacking the AFC. If I'm Baker Mayfield... I'm like, you know what? If I could trade the NFC, a new start for me, a new career. And you know what I think the beauty of Baker Mayfield going to a new team would be, really? It would be that he would not have to carry around the pressure of being a number one overall pick. Uh, Look, and... I, I think that's just a huge thing because let's be honest about Baker Mayfield's career. If he wasn't drafted uh, number one overall and he was drafted, you know, late in the – if he was drafted late in the first round or second round, we wouldn't be talking about this like he's this huge bust. It's It was honestly – Baker Mayfield has had a lot of bad breaks as well. Um, just to kind of put it in perspective – He's in one of the toughest conferences, well, in the toughest conference, but he's in one of the toughest divisions in all of football. Okay, check that box. He got drafted number overall, so he's the pick of being a number one over. He has the pressure of being a number one overall pick. Okay, check that box. Not to mention the fact that Baker Mayfield has really been, uh, I don't want to say targeted, but ever since he was coming out of the draft, people were there's a lot of opinions about him. There there was a lot of opinions about Baker Mayfield coming out of the draft. Okay, check that box. And the other asset, the factor to this that really I think that's completely out of his control, it's just the fact that everybody else in a draft class turned out to be an absolute star. I mean, Josh Allen. How many Josh Allens? Be honest about this. Do you see coming into that draft every year? Huge, can run, a cannon for an arm, mobile. You don't see Josh Allen's and Lamar Jackson's coming out of the draft every year. The downside with Baker is the fact that he was 
it is the fact that it, it, it all kind of came together at once. He was the number one overall pick. Where he got drafted hurt him. The position he got drafted in, number one, and where he got drafted hurt him to Cleveland. Um, And so his career's had a lot of bad breaks. So you know if I'm Baker Mayfield and you get traded to the NFC, you're like, okay. You just get to take a deep breath. Take a second. He gets to take a deep breath and be like, you know what? I'm out of the NFC. I don't have to play all of those elite level quarterbacks all the time. My team can make it to the playoffs very reasonably. I'm injured. I, I'm I, I'm healed now from my injury. And I got a fresh start. And I no longer have to wear around that pressure of being the number one overall pick. I could just be Baker Mayfield. And when he sent that thank you out yesterday, I think, you know, it was clearly, he said there's no hidden meaning behind it. And, and I don't think he was trying to hide anything. I, the truth is, I think he knows you know, obviously he knows what's going on more better than we do, I would imagine. So uh the 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 upside for Baker is he gets out of a very tough division, a very potentially gets out of a very tough conference, gets a new start, less pressure on him. And I, I think that's a really good thing. And I think Baker Mayfield's gonna have a good NFL career. It just it really is all gonna come down to where he lands again. Alright. Uh Chandler Jones to the Raiders, so uh, the Cardinals have had a, after having a, such a strong off season last year, um, are having a really hard uh, time this off season. Chandler Jones did request a trade last year, so it's not like this is, is anything crazy. But you know, they lose a star edge rusher. The only t- the only good thing is at least they don't have to play Russell Wilson twice a year and have an easier division now to play in. But uh, look, Chandler Jones uh, to the Raiders means one thing. The Raiders saw all these other... Do do you know what this really was by the Raiders? They were like, they were watching everybody else in the division literally just piling up on the edge rushers. And they're like, you know what? We just signed Max Crosby to a deal. All these other defenses are star-loaded with edge rushers. Chandler Jones requested a trade last year. Let's see. Let's get on the phone. Let's see if we can get him. And they did, and that's huge. Because, again, this is what I'm going to say about anything. People can, can you know, talk about uh, Derek Carr and the Raiders all they want. I, for one, really like Derek Carr. I'm a big Derek Carr fan. And and people could talk about the Raiders roster being the worst in that division all they want. Okay. But you know what else they have? They've got Chandler Jones. They've got Max Crosby. They got Derek Carr. They got Josh Jacobs. Uh also, if I were the Raiders personally, this was gonna be a later segment, but I can kind of weave it into this one as well. Julio Jones was just released. Why not take a swing at getting Julio Jones? I mean, look, you're. N- Let's be honest. For the next five years, te- maybe possibly ten, but for the next five years, probably at minimum, in my opinion, you're never going to go into a year in that division 
feeling really good about winning the division. You can feel really good and confident about your team, but you're always going to have to be like, man, we got to deal with Patrick Mahomes. Man, we got to deal with Russell, with Russell Wilson. We got to deal with Derek Carr. You know, it, it, you're never going to feel overly confident, in my opinion, going into that division. But the, the, the idea that, look, if the Raiders signed Julio Jones, look, I probably want to pick him to win the division. Because I, in my opinion, it's still, despite all the talent that Denver has added and Los Angeles has added and, and Las Vegas has added, this is still the Kansas City's division to lose, in my opinion. It's still their division. With that being said, you, you can take shots at the Raiders all you want, say, say they're the worst team in the division, whatever. Derek Carr, Julio Jones, Josh Jacobs, maybe you, depending on what you do in the draft, maybe you draft a receiver. Hunter Renfro, who is super underrated. Uh, Max Crosby. <laughs> just, just, I mean, uh, look, the, the, their, Derek Carr, like I said, and the Raiders probably aren't as star-studded as those other teams, but they got edge rushers. They've got weapons, and if they get Julio Jones, whew, you better watch out for that team. I'm telling you, the, the Julio Jones and potentially, depending on what they do in the draft, potentially maybe, you know, uh, maybe do they get a Julio, do they get a uh, a Jameson Williams or, or someone like that in the draft, a Chris Olave, that can make them very dangerous. Uh, that, that can make them very dangerous to play with. All right, this was from yesterday, uh, but I did want to get to this. Uh, the Giants signed Tyrod Taylor. Man, I got to tell you something. Tyrod Taylor, you got to give him some credit. Um, because all of... From Baker Mayfield to Justin Herbert, um, these guys have just been... he. he Something unfortunate has always happened to him, and then he has gotten replaced by a younger quarterback. But with Baker Mayfield, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was an injury. Justin Herbert, he literally got his lung punctured from a shot. So, you know, you look at this team, and and you could say, uh, you, you look at the Giants, they obviously are are in in a pretty steep rebuild. Lost Kenny Gall, or sorry, lost Evan Ingram, their tight end. But look, I, I think if you're the Giants, you really have to consider what you have at quarterback right now. And I think the tough part for the Giants is the tough part for the Giants is the fact is the fact that. You are in a place right now in a rebuild, and this was what I was kind of getting at yesterday with Jacksonville, which is you can't really attract any of the star quarterbacks. And unfortunately, now I, I feel somewhat differently about this than most people, but a lot of people aren't crazy about this year's quarterback draft class. And so if that's the case, and this draft class isn't as good as people say, I'm not saying it, I'm just saying some people say that. 
if that's the case, you d- you don't have the draft as an option. Nobody, no, unfortunately, not a whole lot of free agents don't want to come to you. But you do get Tyrod Taylor. And no, Tyrod Taylor is not, you know, the best quarterback in the world. But he's better than a lot of people think he is. And, and he certainly is capable of leading a team. He's athletic. Um, he's somebody right now that you can look at if you're the Giants and say, you know, I think he might be an upgrade, an upgrade over Daniel Jones. It's nothing against Daniel Jones. But I think when the Giants drafted Daniel Jones, they had this idea in their mind about it, as I'm sure a lot of people did, which was, you know what? So we got so so we got Daniel Jones, who isn't the most athletic guy, but you saw that obviously that run where he fell, everyone was every that last year was making fun of it, but when he gets a linear speed. He can run. I mean, he's he's not Tyree Kill, but he he can run. His linear speed is good. He can run. And we got Saquon Barkley, who they drafted the number two overall pick. You're like, okay, we can use a couple read options. And then they get Kenny Galladay. Like, okay, and they had Evan Ingram. You're like, okay. But unfortunately, Saquon Barkley keeps having injury problems. The O-line never works out right, and that's part of it for the Saquon Barkley injuries. And Daniel Jones, unfortunately, like any other quarterback in the world, when you don't have a running game and when you don't have an O-line, you're going to struggle. And so, look, the, the Giants have a lot of places to start rebuilding. If I was them personally, you know, you got Tyrod Taylor. If I was them personally, why not focus this offseason on rebuilding the O-line? Because a lot of teams did that last season, like the Browns and, and teams like that. So why not rebuild the offensive line? And when you rebuild the offensive line, it allows for Saquon Barkley to get some running lanes this season. And you're probably not going to win a playoff game or anything like that. But it allows for Saquon Barkley to get some running games. You can see what you want to do with him in the future. You can kind of finally see what Daniel Jones will be. Or you can replace Daniel Jones with Tyra Taylor this season. And then next draft or next free agency you could start looking at quarterback options but if i'm the giants i'm like you know what let's just spend this time right now rebuilding the o-line because there's nothing else we could i i think tyra taylor really was their best option all right uh i talked i touched on this briefly earlier uh but the ravens sign zadarius smith defensive end so again Going back to Baker Mayfield, this is why it might not be a bad thing um, for him to leave the Browns. Look, that division is stacked. Um, obviously, the AFC West is probably the best division, but AFC North, very stacked division. You got edge rushers, you got players, and by the way, it's not looking too good for the Packers right now. I mean, you're looking at a team right now that... Uh, they did get Aaron Rodgers back, and I think that's about the best news you can hope to hear uh, in an offseason. But, you know, you you get Aaron Rodgers back, but you, you lose Darius Smith. Uh, players aren't some, apparently, uh, uh, you know, your, your, franch, your franchise tagging Devontae Adams. Um... 
you know, it, Tom Brady comes back to the NFC. You thought that was a hurdle you weren't going to have to get through. You're going to have to get through that next year if you want to go through it. So it, it's tough. It, it's tough, man. Uh, you're looking at the Packers probably aren't a Super Bowl contender next year. They really are, probably are not. Um, and, and, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with some of the other NFC teams. I tell you, an NFC team to me talked about this last week. Talked about this a little earlier. That I think is either going to be really good or really bad. The Washington Commanders, they're a sleeper team. Um, but if Carson Wentz can just get some, if he can just get a hint of that of that play that he had that year with the Eagles, if he can just get back to that, just just somewhat, they're going to be a super dangerous team. But if he can't. They're probably not going to be that great of a team. Um, but yeah, so uh, ooh, lots of free agent signings, lots of stuff. Uh, the podcast is out a little late today. I apologize. I, 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 I keep on waiting. I thought today was really going to be the day. I'm sitting here. keep checking my phone for any last-minute Deshaun Watson uh, news, but we, it, it, it does not appear as if it's going to happen today. Um, so I'll, I'll be back tomorrow. Um We'll see what happens tomorrow, but man, you know the the thing that's crazy about this whole Deshaun Watson thing, and this the the part that I kind of want to talk about here is when you're looking at this as Deshaun Watson, and this is the argument I heard across multiple shows. I heard this on uh, Speak for Yourself, uh, the Herd, uh, you know, name any sports show that they were talking about this, and the reality is. What is more important to you if you're Deshaun Watson? Is it, uh, and I encourage you to go watch this clip from Speak for Yourself because it was it was really articulated well, but what what is more important to you? Is it the path of least resistance or is it the better team? Because the reality is you're not going to get both in this situation. From the teams that are interested uh, you're not going to get both. The question is, what's more important to you? And if it so happens that the path of least resistance is more important to you, and you're looking at a team like, I don't know, uh, the, the Saints or the Falcons, and you're saying to yourself, you know, uh, they don't have the best team. You know, it's not the best team in the world, but, but they're in a very winnable division, a very winnable conference. The worst thing I have to go up against all year is probably Tom Brady two times a year, maybe in the playoffs, but you know, it's a very winnable division. Now, if you're looking at this from the opposite perspective, you could be like, you know what though? Where do you, you go to Atlanta and with the situation that unfolded there, your best weapon is probably going to be Kyle Pitts. And he's a phenomenal target. A phenomenal tight end. We all remember watching him at Florida. I'm only saying that because I know, myself included, I don't remember watching a lot of Atlanta games last year. You know, I, I just, I don't remember watching a lot of them. But I we know he's a phenomenal target, right? And 
you can potentially have Kyle Pitts uh, and, and, you know, uh, someone in the draft. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Julio goes back there. But you could potentially have these guys. And it's it just, do you want that team? Or do you want the Browns? The Browns have a tougher division, tougher conference. It even got tougher now because it was Adarius Smith uh, being an edge. But you know what else you get? Best One of the best lines in football. Depend, now, this is a big, depending on what the Browns give up, but you're still going to get Amari Cooper. Uh, you're still going to get probably David Njoku. I don't, I don't, even if the Browns get rid of Kareem Hunt, I don't see the Browns getting rid of Nick Chubb. Uh, depending on who they keep in the defense, they're not going to get rid of Miles Garrett. Uh, if they can somehow retain Jadevian Clowney, they have some good pieces in the back end. John Johnson, Denzel Ward, uh, Greedy Williams. They got players. They got players. And uh, it, it all depends on what on what's going to happen here. You know, it's going to be very interesting. Personally, The I, I'll just be honest with you. The best spot for me, in my opinion, like, like just in terms of entertainment... Is Cleveland by far? I mean, he, he, Deshaun's in the AFC right now. All right, but he was with the Texans. You put Deshaun, all of a sudden, I mean, that's a battle of the Titans. I mean, I mean, you've got at the top of the AFC on on teams with loaded weapons with Amari Cooper and, and, and you know Tyreek Hill and uh, you know Keenan Allen. These great weapons, Travis Kelsey. Uh, playing with great quarterbacks, you're gonna have Josh Allen and Sean Watson playing each other, and you're gonna have Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson playing each other, and you're gonna have Russell Wilson and Sean playing each other, and, and you're gonna have Derek Carr and Deshaun playing each other. So, it's gonna be great. It, it's gonna be a great season. Tournament starts tomorrow. Should be awesome. Kansas is my pick to win it all. People are picking Gonzaga. I think that is. Uh, I think that's fool's. I think that's fool's gold. Uh, I, I like Gonzaga and everything, but and they'll go deep in my opinion. But Kansas might pick to win all. Duke, uh, Coach Cade's final year, I think they'll make it far. Um, you know, it, Alabama is going to be a team that makes it far in the tournament. There's just very explosive offense. Man, I remember seeing them last in the tournament. I thought they were going to win the whole thing, and then they got that crazy game, um, went in overtime. But yep, tournament starts tomorrow. Maybe some of the Sean Watts news on the horizon. Hopefully very soon. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Wherever Deshaun Watson goes, that is going to be... Um, it's going to be such a game changer in the NFC or in the AFC. Um, it's either just going to make the AFC that much more of a... Gaunt- I know he's in the AFC, but he's with the Texans. But it's just going to make that AFC that so much more of a gauntlet. Or it's 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 gonna make the NFC look like okay, um, it's gonna make the NFC look like okay. Wherever Deshaun Watson goes, they could uh, they could they could potentially win it all. All right, well that is gonna wrap it up for this episode of Red Zone Radio. Uh, I really do appreciate everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And one last thing before you go. Uh, I would like to just read you. Uh, Bible verse from Matthew 9, verse 9. It says, As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a name, a man named Matthew sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, Follow me. 
So he arose and followed him. Now it happened, as Jesus sat at the table in the house, that, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard that, he said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, but those who are sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Well, what a beautiful verse that is. Um, Jesus can call you to repentance. Jesus can, you know, I know if you're this is the first time hearing anything about the Bible, you're probably like, what, this is crazy. Well, let me just break it down for you really fast. The reality is, We've all sinned in our life because we're born with it. We've, we've lucked with lust. We've, we've lucked with lust. We've had anger. We, 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 you know, use God's name in vain. Whatever we do, we've done bad things. And the reality is we have to face him. We're going to have to face him when we die at judgment day. We're going to have to face God. And the question is, are you ready to face him? And I know if you if you turn on this podcast, you're like this is not what I turned on this for. And I do appreciate if you're still listening. But just the good, the good, the whole good news of the gospel is: look, we're all sinners, and sin is going to be judged. Sinners are going to be judged. But the good thing is, what did Jesus say right there? Matthew was a tax collector. A tax collector in those days was was very was a very sinful thing. It, it was it was not like what you see now. And tax collectors, you know, when he went by Matthew, he said, follow me. And he ate with tax collectors and he ate with, Jesus ate with the sinners. Because what did he say? He said, I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. If you're righteous, you have no need of a physician. I know you're probably thinking, oh, I'm a righteous person. Trust me. If you've sinned in your life, you're not righteous because God's standards is perfect. And that's why he sent his son, Jesus, of the perfect life. And he died on the cross. For you and for me, so that we can have eternal life. You don't want to die. I don't want to die. You don't have to. Jesus said, I have not called the righteous, but sinners to repentance. You have to repent of your sins, be born again in Jesus Christ, and follow him. Um, and if you want to if you want to start this off, uh, and what's very important for you to do is to repent of your sins and to trust in uh Jesus Christ, but what's really important for you to do too, uh, if you want help with this uh, and you want to start your walk with God, I highly encourage you uh, a couple sites to go to, um, Living Waters on YouTube, Bright Comfort, crossexamine.org or crossexamine, in, uh, you can type that in on YouTube. If you have questions about God, questions about faith, they can really help you out with questions. Um, you know, Frank Turk can really help you out with those questions. Ray Comfort can help you out with, um, Ray Comfort can help you out with, you know, starting your walk out with God. And if you need help and, and, you, and you feel like you need a personal, um, help or anything like that, feel free to DM me, um, at redzone underscore radio, DM me, ask me any question you want, and I'll see if I can help you out. And one more thing for you, I would just like to pray a prayer for you. Dear Father, I ask that you touch this person's heart. I ask that you let them know their need for you, but you help them, um, and you and you let them truly see the seriousness of their sin, but that you sent your son Jesus Christ to die on the cross. 
and and they can have everlasting life if they want it. In Jesus' name and the power of the Holy Spirit, amen. If you are still listening, I do greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day, and I will see you next time on Red Zone Radio.